to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share their practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career and life satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we are breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch those Sunday blues. Welcome to No More Mondays. Hello, and welcome to No More Mondays. I'm your host, Angie Callen. Do you find yourself wondering what's next for you in your life and career? Maybe you're at that midpoint of your career thinking about whether to keep doing what you've been doing for the last 20 years or spend the next 15 or 20 years doing something more interesting, more satisfying, more fun, more meaningful. Yep, I've talked to a lot of people who are at that point in their life and their career and about navigating that crossroads. And that is exactly why I am excited to welcome Deborah Johnson to the show today. Deborah is an author, speaker, and music producer. You guys, she's been nominated for a Grammy. How cool is that? She's written hundreds of songs, musicals, and produces a hit podcast called Women in Halftime. And she and I are going to leverage that knowledge and learn on how you can navigate this crossroads. She's figured out how to be successful in a competitive industry and has used that experience to help people move through the challenges of halftime to maximize skills, talents, and resources that make their second half better than the first. Let's find out her special sauce. Help me welcome to the show, Deborah Johnson. Deborah, welcome to No More Mondays. That sounds good. <laughs> awesome. So before we dig into halftime and, and kind of how to get through it, because that's really what I want to focus on and give some people advice around, I would love to hear a little bit more about your professional background in music and producing and, and kind of your foundation uh, in the career world. Well, um, I have a huge background in music, of course, and as an entrepreneur. So I've been an entrepreneur, lifetime entrepreneur, though I have taught every single level from, uh, boy, very young, all the way through graduate school, and I've taught in the university system, but my love has been creating. So as an entrepreneur, and there are just things that you learn, uh, first of all, that it takes a lot of work all the time and love what I do. And um, I'm a self-starter and just know the value of, you know, trying and trying again. And when something doesn't work, you just, you keep going and try it a little bit different way. So, uh, but that's been, you know, I've done a lot, a lot of projects, have done a lot, a lot of entertaining really all around the world and love what I do. I don't want to quit until I'm in my eighties. So that's why I can talk about those that are at the halftime of life or mid career. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, we all have with medical advances, uh, we don't, none of us know how long we have, but there's a lot we can do still. Yeah. And statistically speaking, we have longer now than we really ever have. And I, I, this is a really interesting and applicable topic to a lot of my client base. I work with a lot of kind of mid-seasoned professionals or moving through executives. And I have this conversation a lot where people come to me 15, 20 years in their career and they are evaluating that idea of, am I going to do the same thing I've done for 20 years or am I going to do something different? And I, I'm curious, I, I want to dig into your advice around that stuff, but I'm also curious 
where and if you experience that yourself, because I often find in these types of like these these types of, um, of entrepreneurial endeavors, it comes out of like our experience. So tell me how you have navigated that kind of like halftime piece. That's a great question, Angie, and it's what I'm asked often. <laughs> and when I when I speak uh, with people in groups, um, yeah, I had a kind of an awakening. It was about the 2008, seven eight when when things started dropping out uh, for many, and especially um, in the performance field, entertaining field. And I was doing some headline entertaining, and we had some great shows uh, going on. Uh, but all of a sudden, my, my calendar was kind of empty. And I'm wondering, hey, what's now what's next at my point of life? And um, started evaluating what is working right now. I know this market. I've done a lot of projects. I've got plenty of credits. What am I going to do? And I decided to go ahead and expand my business because I saw that uh, there were some music groups now not getting booked at the levels and, and what we were doing, but the speaker, there were a lot of speakers and I thought, Oh, I wonder what is, what that's all about. I had no idea it was even a business. So, uh, I started expanding my career and I really encourage people to do this. Look and see what your skills are, what your experience is. Do not discount those. So a lot of people say, oh, I want to do something totally different, especially now. You are right, Angie, because these shutdowns, it made everybody think twice, three times, four times going, do I oh, yeah. really want to do I re- this? I remember, <laughs> I remember April and May of 2020, I just had this like hordes of people were calling and it wasn't because of layoffs. It was because okay, the world's going to end and I better do something with better with my life before it does. And so those, those like I would say, um, environmental changes do make us kind of stop and evaluate. And I would say we're probably in one of those, another one of those phases right now. So this is a very timely conversation. Yes, we are definitely in that time frame right now. Anybody, anytime I tell people what I speak about or what I've written about, because I just wrote another book, and I said, like, oh yeah, that is so relevant. Oh, I need to read that. Oh, I need that message, you know, and to be able to uh, move on because people are really questioning. And I think that's a, um, it's, it's an important time to take a step back and see really where you are. That's where I usually have people start. Well, and this perfect segue, because I'm curious as we get into the, like that practical, how do you apply this to yourself, everybody out there? How do you even know you're at the point of needing to take a step back? You know, we've called this midlife crisis in the past. I like the idea of halftime way better. Yes, <laughs> um, I do too. <laughs> but I say, what are what are like the signs that it's time to kind of take stock and evaluate? Well, the, there's a lot of um, mental things that go on. Uh, you could be restless. Uh, that doesn't always mean you make a, need to make a change. It needs it might mean that you need to shift something in your priorities. So, you know, you want to take a strong look at that. Now, I've seen people just totally quit what they do and go to something else, and then they're out of business in a year. They don't plan ahead. So I think it's very important to take enough time to think, to journal, to see where you're at. Um, and one of the big things I advise people to do first is to really look at your core values, because that's going to influence your purpose um, and where you go next. 
it's really interesting how, you know, our lives can take all of these different uh, roads and turns. And we could do a number of different things, but to, to stop and evaluate what are your core values? What's your experience? What do you absolutely love to do? Now, if you, again, oh, I love to teach yoga. That does not mean you need to stop everything and live in your car for five years to try to get a yoga business. No, this is, it's, it's very important to take enough time. People don't stop and think. Right now, they're just fed stuff. We're just following the leader almost. So uh, to be able to do that and then get wise perspective. That's a big answer for all of that, I know. But <laughs> I, Well, and then we're going to dig into all that big answer because uh, it's, I love the core values piece as a place to start because there's, so there's this idea of how do I even know I need to take stock? If, if you feel restless or just something isn't right, lean into that. And I and in, yes. in that part, that that idea of giving yourself space, I think, is so important. I was talking about this on a, a, a recent podcast um, with this guy, like this guy named Matt, who up and moved to Mexico on it, like from Canada on a three week whim. And he and he said to me, he goes, I, you know, I slowed down and I allowed myself to, like, think in the shower and and get yeah. and like give yourself brain space because we are so overstimulated now that sometimes you just keep going through those motions, like you said, the, and the structure that society gives us without stopping and saying, like, is this what I want? So I would right. say kind of a first step is to challenge that norm and that thinking, because we're also in a time and place when you're allowed to more than you've ever been able to. Right. Yeah, you really are. There's a lot of grace right now. <laughs> and, yeah. and people are shifting around. Um, there's a lot of jobs that are available if you're willing to work. Uh, but the, yeah, there's just a lot of people are are experiencing change. But core values, it's a chapter I wrote uh, in this last book, in the appendix. I felt like, you know, I need, this is, could be one of the most important chapters of the whole book and uh, of just dealing with those values because we don't, and we don't stop. To, it's not only that we haven't evaluated them before, we haven't reevaluated them. Um, and to see exactly where we are now, I mean, there's wake up calls that happen. Uh, you know, these times, you know, I had two um, contacts yesterday, two big wake up calls of contacts that were close contacts and they're experiencing health changes. I mean, those are the type of things that say, oh, you know, I think I need to not put off this memoir I've been wanting to write for 10 yeah. years or, or starting this business. I could start it as a side business. That's what I always suggest too. Side business is a great way to, you know, test the waters a little bit, Yep. but you know, there's a lot of things, but, but look at where you stand first with your values and it'll help drive your purpose. That is this, uh, that is a very big recurring theme here on no more Mondays. As we talk to people who have, figured out how to use their strengths, their skills, their experience in a way that that brings them satisfaction in their career. And it almost always comes back to having some sort of purpose and that yes. or the why or your personal mission. And if you feel overwhelmed by figuring that out, I am a huge we've talked about it on here before. I love I literally talked about this yesterday on a personal branding webinar like that. That idea of core values can be so grounding. Um, and just from a practical perspective, if you don't 
even know how to start with that. One, it sounds like we're going to get into Deborah's book a little bit more in a few. That's a good place. But you can pull up lists of like 100 or 200 core values and start striking the ones that don't fit. And then you just keep whittling it down to the, you know, four to six or so that do. And you'll be surprised how much of a foundation that gives for you to kind of back check decisions and opportunities too. Yeah, that's a great points there. Um, you know, 100 to 200, it could be overwhelming, except for when you look at the list, it's like, oh, yeah, what's really the most important? Yeah, you don't have to pull them out of thin air. I also really love the word grace, especially for you working with women in that kind of midlife space. A lot of them are going through change. Uh, kids leaving the house, your empty nester. Uh, sometimes, unfortunately, divorce is big at that mid-age right. or the career piece starts to rear its ugly head. Um, and we we are so hard on ourselves. So yes. uh, I would say, you know, from an advice perspective, how do we give ourselves more grace? Um, well, that's a real mindset to um, be kind to yourself. There's this big thing of the imposter syndrome and not good enough and, you know, this shaming sort of thing that happens. And at mid-career, you know, there are a lot of men that go through that same, those same changes. So, you know, even though my, my podcast is Women at Halftime, it's not just for women. It's, yeah. uh, there are men that listen and I have men guests and there, a lot of them are going through the same thing, but they don't always admit it. So <laughs> I've been married for a number of years. They don't always admit it. And I've had sons. So, <laughs> so I know <laughs> I can, I can come from a little bit of experience here, but um, but yeah, in um, pursuing, you know, where you are, it's one of the highest times of life, of course, with relationship changes too, with divorce. It's, it's huge because when you're raising kids, a lot of times you stay together and for those kids and you're working together, then all of a sudden those kids are grown and you're going, who are you? I don't know who I'm married to. And that's when that happens a lot of times to take that step back there. And I will say from experience, you know, you've, that takes some work because your relationships become more and more important the older we get. And there's many studies about that and uh, mentally how important that is and socially. And, um, but yeah, it's uh, finding that purpose at this point in life, at that mid-career. And in, um, in the core values, I kind of approached it a little bit different because this will help with purpose. I divided it in two categories. One is faith. What, what are you putting your trust in? And number two is character. And there's a lot of things under character. Number one is respect down at the bottom. And this is where our relationships come in. You know, respect, trust, dependability, thoroughness, initiative, and creativity. There's all of these parts to our uh, core values that really help walk us through what are the words that you would put alongside these that are really valuable to you. And how does your business reflect that? How does your life reflect that? And how do your relationships reflect that yes. or your job if you're not in business? It, it really is. It becomes a little bit of a mirror. And it's and it's interesting that I also think as you go through those almost categorical explorations of your core values, then looking at like how you are distributing your time and energy into them. So right. I'll give you I'll give you like an actual example that I think you're going to find interesting, Deborah. When I was a brand newbie coach five years ago. Uh, I have a, I have a, I have a client who at that time was in her mid forties. So she was prime halftime. 
Um, and she, funny enough, has gone through a formal halftime program since then. Uh, and she and I still work together on and off. But one of the things that we realized is that she was trying to fill all of her buckets. She was trying mm. to align all of her core values with what she did for work. And it was putting so much pressure right. on the professional aspect of the life that you're setting yourself up for failure because there right. is no perfect scenario there. So I'm curious from like a from like a an a, an execution standpoint, how do you like figure out that distribution and get yourself involved in different things that are going to then end up fulfill like filling all the buckets? Well, n nothing, no one thing can fill all the buckets. <laughs> as as yeah. you said, it's not going to be your work. It's not going to be your personal life. But what you can do is evaluate. I was always told, you know, it, you can do this pros and cons list here. Just make it simple. Make it very, very simple. And you've got these parts of your values now that you're, eva you're evaluating. Maybe what are your top three? What are your top five top values in your life and then figure out, okay, so does this align? Yes. How many things of what I'm doing now align at least with this? I don't have to be a hundred percent in this area, but does it align with this? There are a lot of people that are very happy doing what they're doing. They've got a box. They're not entrepreneurs and they're thinking, oh, is something wrong? Well, you can kind of expand in that box. It's okay. I give you permission to do that. Yes. I love the idea of giving permission to people out yes. there because, you know, especially for people in halftime, a lot of us yes. grew up with baby boomer parents and, and, yes. and the times of and the mentality around exploring and finding right. the right box is totally different now. So keep going. Yes. Well, I, you know, it's, and I've seen this because all our, our kids are so different, you know, and one may need a box, the other doesn't. So, but that box gives you some of that guideline. You're working with somebody, you're working for someone. You don't have that in responsibility, but you can expand within that. There are things that you can do that will really satisfy that need of doing something more. Look at your values and what your time is like. Your time is one of your most precious resources. Don't use it all up, you know, doing, you know, something that's just going to make you spin round and round. You know, my, my book is called, the newest one is called Stop Circling. You don't want to keep spinning and circling around and round and round. And this is not all about the book, but I, it was just so relevant with this illustration when I started speaking about this, because you... You do. You end up going round and round and round and thinking, what's wrong? I'm still not out of this. What? You know, I'm still feeling the same way. And, You're and, on the hamster wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you and again, when you you pinpoint, you know, where you are, where you want to be and you really have you know, you get the perspective as part of what you need is, as well. Wise perspective and make some of those decisions that at least you have what it takes to exit. Now we're going to have multiple roundabouts in our lives because there's going to be projects that are roundabouts. I've also experienced that. <laughs> there have been a lot of different times of, you know, thinking uh, I'm never going to get out of this. I'm never going to finish this. And, but there are those principles that apply to most everything that are just very, very basic. And I think sometimes we're meant to be, I love that, that term of the roundabout. I think sometimes we're meant to be on the roundabout, but we don't know why we're on a roundabout until we 
finally get out of it. And then it, and then you're like, oh, it's because I, I needed to be able to like merge into that exit or, you know, whatever it is. Right. When I talk with people who are in a career situation or sometimes it is even like an entrepreneurial kind of challenge um, and they're just like something isn't right. So they, they're aware they know they need to lean into the fact that something isn't right, but they don't know where to start. A lot of times I challenge them to to identify what's missing because oh, then yeah. sometimes that can flag like a core value or a, a part of your purpose that isn't being fueled. And then that becomes a practical starting point to get the ball rolling. Yeah, that um, and sometimes it's hard to know that until you, <laughs> you know, you step back and it's almost like a nutritional guide. OK, so what 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 is my body needing? Does it need you know, I'll usually say my need, my body needs more dark chocolate, you know, but that doesn't always, that's not always the case. So, or more coffee, <laughs> but, uh, what is, I think that's a great point there to really stand back and say, well, maybe I need more education here. Maybe I need to, I need some more, a, a, a bigger, um, like a wider tool set right now with AI and with all of the things going on and with just chat GPT and all of this stuff. I do a lot of writing. Um, but what am I missing to be able to access some of these tools? And if, you know, you're starting a side business and maybe you're going to start writing a blog, you're writing, a, you know, equip yourself enough. Don't be afraid of it. You're going to make mistakes and you're going to learn from those mistakes. Believe me. And you're, yeah. I have a lot of them. And, but that's how you learn when you've asked some of my background. I mean, my goodness, there's a lot um, that I've done, a lot that I've learned uh, from that process, but I would have never learned it if I hadn't, if I hadn't done it. And that's where I think just sometimes you can just try, right? There's that, we are so, uh, the fear of failure in, in America and society, I think is real. And I think it's what keeps people in that circle. Right. It really does. You can't, I mean, there's a lot of books on that again, you know, yeah. fail fast and all of those. And, you know, I've, I've read a lot of those, but, but the principle is, is very, is the same is very similar in its scope is you got to start and you gotta, you gotta just do it. You know, there's, it doesn't matter what, time of life you're at either. It doesn't matter. Evaluate strongly though. Mark it, look at everything where it is right now. What can you do to boost that? And a lot of times we need to do that with life. We just want to keep going mm-hmm. and just jump, jump, jump. No, evaluate first and then jump, you know, intelligently. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not like reckless, like making reckless decisions, no. but you know, also at the same time, and while they might sound counterintuitive, embracing that idea that kind of done is better than perfect or starting is better than starting perfectly. You know, you just do that with some sort of, you know, education. And like you said, wise counsel under your belt so that it isn't just, you know, jumping off the precipice without a a parachute. (laughs) One of the things I, and this is kind of like, I think, I think uh, the next phase of this whole conversation is this, I love this piece of, of kind of your brand and what you speak about and, and uh, about all of us having a hero inside. And mm-hmm. I want you to kind of tell everybody more about that and how we embrace it. Yeah. That's really all about that. You have everything it takes. 
And you have to believe that. And you just have to do some digging and spend some time, you know, where are you going to go? What's, you know, what's next? And that's, that's really why I put out the material. That's why I work so hard at this point in my life. And I still want to work hard because I want people to, there's a lot of people sitting on their skills, their experience, their, their contacts. And when I, it was interesting I walked in, my husband and I have coffee most every morning. I, I get up very early. I get up earlier than he does. I work out. I do a lot of things before. And then we, we have our, well, I have my cappuccino. I'm very spoiled. I walked in and I said, ah, there are so many people just sitting on their skills. And I said, I said all that. They're sitting on their experiences. They're sitting, they're sitting on their resources, my goodness. At this point in their life, they're just, they're not doing anything. And he said, that's what I want to hear from you. And that message is just so very strong. It's what our world needs to hear right now. The idea that you like you saw well, your your husband pointed out what got you fired up. Right. And that's what you started really using. And it's it's funny what what used to get me fired up and I didn't. And sometimes you don't realize it until you're doing it, which I also think is kind of similar to what was happening with you. I used to get fired up and I didn't realize it until I left the corporate world and moved to Colorado, which was my big like leap of faith. Um, and started like living mountain life and getting to ski on weekdays and do all the things that people do one week a year. Right. Yeah. And I used, <laughs> I, I started looking at looking back and I'm like, we are so mediocre and we're so okay with it. And I, and I, and I, I actually not to like dog on social media, but to go back to that idea is that it's always constantly present. And I think that versus a magazine, one-time experience, right? I go to the newsstand, right. I intentionally get it versus social media, which is glued to our hand constantly that it becomes really easy to uh, get the comparison syndrome going, which then I think makes us feel self-conscious about what those unique skills and gifts and knowledge are that that give us our hero. And we don't lean into it because we fear who we, we really are because we then compare. So it's like this little vicious cycle. It's another roundabout, Deborah. Yes, it, it is. And I mean, this is this is true in every single field. And I've been in a professional music field for a very long time. And I used to line up showcases with, you know, across the country. And uh, I was booked then from, from those. And I tell you, you hear so many artists in these showcases. And the moment you start hearing them, you're going, oh, I could sing better than that. Oh, I could do better than that. Oh, I can, I can play circles around that person. I just talked to somebody last week that had get called me and uh, we set up an appointment. And, and you know, he was saying, you know, I know I'm such a much better guitar player than all these people. And I know I, I'm thinking, you know, there's a million guitar players. The people that work know how to do the business, period. And they've they've really established a lot of what, you know, they are doing uniquely. You've got to find what you're unique at doing something and then you can do it. But find some of those areas uh, that you can actually do the business in. But yeah, we there's this constant comparison, constant. You are so right. Uh, so I want to I want to come full circle because yes. you, that idea that you've got to lean into what's important to you and what you're what you're really good at comes back to that kind of core value piece. Right. And so I want you to give everybody one really big giant pearl of wisdom on what they do to lean into that. How, what is your best piece of advice on how people have a, se a better second half than first? That's a huge question. 
It's a loaded question. It is a loaded question of how to have a better second half than first. Uh, well, you have to be willing to do the work. I think that's, um, you know, there's no one thing that's going to work for every single person, but a commitment to doing the work can get you there. That's what I would say, because if you put it off, it's procrastination. It's, it, you know, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. If you need a coach, get a coach, get a good coach <laughs> like you, Angie. But, you know, you get someone that can help you that would understand who you are. It's, it's this commitment um, and lean in to doing the work it takes to get where you want and need to be at this point in life. Well, and, and it goes back to, I love that title that of your book that stuck isn't a four letter word. Yeah. Stuck is a four letter word if you allow it and choose it to be. Right. Uh, but it, it, to me, it comes back to that old adage of why put off to tomorrow what you could do today. It's just a matter of starting. It's just like a it's just like a new food program or an exercise routine or anything. Starting typically is the hardest part. And if you need help to do that, call me. No kidding. Yes, kind of, of course. Or call Deborah. <laughs> but find a way to like to just push yourself, you know, towards something just as as kind of an ex, an exploration, because you all Deborah and I are giving you permission to explore and find the hero inside. Right, right. Yes, yes, you have it. And you have everything within you. You really do. But you got to do the work. You can't put that off. You've got to understand that you were uniquely made and you have everything it takes. You do. And and I and I love the idea of you have you have everything that it takes and you both have permission, but also have to do the work to figure out what that is, because nobody else is, is going to do it for you. And what do we always say? The journey is the destination. Figuring out what you have inside and who that hero is and how you are supposed to give that gift to the world is part of why we're all on this planet. That's right. I love that. Amen and amen. <laughs> I love it. All right. So as we kind of wind things down, I swear this was a five minute conversation, Deborah. I'm like, I want to talk some more. But as we kind of wind things down, give everybody a quick tip on how they find you, how they find your books book you for speaking or otherwise sure. get in on all the work you're doing to help people have a better halftime. Well, thank you so much for asking that. I always appreciate that. I love doing these interviews. They're just so much fun. I get to meet all sorts of people. I know. Um, yeah. You can always find me in my books at, I have a number of websites. There's three main ones that people go to uh, goalsforyourlife.com. It's all together goalsforyourlife.com and get on my newsletter forward slash newsletter. So you can get that goalsforyourlife.com forward slash newsletter. Deborah Johnson speaker. And I just put up my new, you know, I always put up new stuff on there um, with uh, what you can download and figure out more about me and my bio. So that's Deborah Johnson speaker. Everybody loves the music. I've had this, the DJ works music going on forever. Uh, that's been my first website. It's the reason why I wrote the book Bad Code because it was hacked. Uh, but I've had it going for a very long time. Even Gotta love using life possible. experiences to your advantage. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of experience. Yeah. And you can find all my books on Amazon. They're in all versions as well, including Audible and uh, all of the print versions, ebook. I would love you to be, if you also, uh, my podcast, Women at Halftime, not just for women, but you're welcome to listen. Love that. And I always love, love, love reviews. And you can contact me at any time. 
And we will link all of that to the show notes at nomoremondays.info because we also love, love, love reviews, everybody. And Deborah, this has been a, such a great conversation. I have a feeling we're going to have to have Deborah Johnson 2.0 because we just have more to talk about. Oh. But in the meantime, I hope all of you out there will uh, tune into what she's got to offer because I we have a lot of shared perspectives. And I think it's amazing to really have resources to explore what you're supposed to be doing in this world. And Deborah, I am so grateful that you were willing to be here, share your story, share your wisdom with everybody, because it's a great inspiration to those who feel like they're on a circle or on a roundabout and, and, and want to make a turn. So thank you. Well, thank you for the opportunity. You're absolutely delightful, Angie. So. Oh, thank you. This has been so much fun. This is, you're hundred percent right. This is what's so fun about podcasting is the, is the network and the people that you get to talk to and, and all the wonderful things they're doing. So thank you so much, not only for being here, but for being an inspiration and a great resource for everybody out there as we, as we work to have more value aligned, satisfying lives. Well, thanks again for having me and I'll look forward to next time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this has been amazing, Deborah. Thank you for being part of our show and joining the No More Mondays movement. We always love hearing from people who have successfully navigated their own career crossroads to chart a path to success and are helping others do the same. There's some amazing advice here, everybody. So I hope all of you out there took some notes and will learn from all of Deborah's wisdom. Also, for all of you out there listening, I would love for you to subscribe to No More Mondays wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating because it's a huge help to podcasters like Deborah and I. If you want to drop us comments, guest suggestions, or feedback, visit us online at nomoremondays.info where you'll also find the show notes from today's episodes. And we'll see you next week for another edition of No More Mondays podcast. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your life and career. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info to get all the details, show notes, and recommendation from this episode. No More Mondays, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Careerbenders, Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit us online at careerbenders.com.